This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Podcasting since 2008, this is the show where we're broadcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective, and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. This is your weekly guide to find and joy, acceptance, and inclusion. I shudder thinking how the world can be so Coming up on the Special Chronicles show, episode 385, we welcome Paula Ono and eight-time Olympic medals and Special Olympics Global <coughs> Ambassador uh, to the Special Chronicles show as we talk as we preview World 2 Special Olympics World Winter Games, Kazan, Russia, January 2022, is induction into the 2019 class Olympic Paralympic Hall of Fame, advice for us athletes during COVID-19, and much more. Tune in right now on SpecialChronicles.com. Welcome back to this groundbreaking show on SpecialChronicles.com. My name is Daniel. I'm founder of Special Chronicles and a Southern Shriver International Global Messenger with Special Olympics. Please put your hands together as we welcome our guest, Apollo Ono, to Special Chronicles. Welcome, Apollo. Thank you. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's, it's good. Been, to see- it's, it's been too long. It's I been wish too- we were doing this in person. I know. <laughs> I, I wish we were doing this in person like 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 uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, it, it was so much fun to... Um, but I guess we have to stick with these virtual interviews. I mean, in-person yeah. interviews are always better. Um, and so, and since now I'm working at United Airlines now, if, if we were doing this in person, I could fly to wherever you are, and then we probably could have done it in person, but that's all right. Um, that's next a, time. Next time. Next time. Um, so, uh, I just want to briefly mention to our listeners support for, for special chronicles comes from listeners like you, please support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give That's specialchronicles.com slash give. You can also text give to 833-953-2598. Um, but if, if you go to specialchronicles.com slash give, um, all of our listeners, you can uh, help us reach, we're trying to raise $12,000 by November, 2020, when we celebrate our 12 year anniversary of doing all this podcasting at Special Chronicles. So um, please support specialchronicles.com slash give. And we thank you for your generous support. So let's get it. Uh, let's begin with uh, having you. I, I'm sure a lo- some of our listeners have um, watched that first interview that we did uh, on the Abu Dhabi Daily Show. I also share the audio of it, the, the video they saw on specialolympics.org. But I showed the audio on the Special Chronicles show um, after I, I couldn't get it posted until after the audio until after we got back in um, the U.S. But um, for any of our new listeners, why don't you reintroduce, reintroduce yourself to a listener? Tell us about your family, where you grew up. Um, and, uh, oh, well, okay, clearly I copied the show notes from my phone from a previous guest. <laughs> Sorry about that. But um, so um, I know some of this from when, when we had lunch um, uh, uh, in um, – um, because uh, we um, we first met uh, at the World uh, Special Olympics World Games 2019 in Abu Dhabi in the UAE, 
from hanging out on the back of the bus, traveling from the Seven Star Hotel back to our West Carlton Hotel, uh, to our, in, uh, our um, star-studded SSI GM luncheon, and our interview and personal skating lesson uh, when we did the took part in the unified wool blading. Um, so um, um, tell us a little bit about your personal backstory. Absolutely. Well, it, it's it's good to see you again. I remember that uh, that trip in Abu Dhabi it was man. Those those were an amazing, amazing games. Uh, I, I think that you know many of us knew what was going to happen um, in some degree, but we didn't understand. I think the level of commitment and dedication and support that we would have there in Abu Dhabi. So that was a really really cool thing, and it definitely brings back a lot of great memories. So my my backstory is like this: is I grew up in the Seattle region. My father uh, raised me um, my entire life, you know, since I was a, a very young child. I fell in love with the sport of short track speed skating really in 1992. And then again, when I saw the Olympics again in 1994, and I told him that I just wanted to try that sport. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. You know, short track speed skating is, it's a very different sport. You know, these athletes are racing around this ice hockey rink going 30 plus miles an hour and it just looked incredible to me. And so that began my journey down the road of pursuing this sport, uh, both for fun, but also professionally and try to figure out how I can just be the best version of myself while training and every day working towards progressing my, my craft and my love for short track. I went to three Olympic games. I went to the 2002 Olympic games, 2006, and then 2010. Uh, I've won eight medals total. Uh, had a really amazing career, mm-hmm. a lot of great support from friends and family and coaches. And, and it's, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also feels like yesterday, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was a really powerful, I think, moment in my life. I'm a huge believer of sport and how powerful and important sport is for all of us, regardless of skill level. And I can speak from my own experience that I've learned so much, not only about myself, but about my friends, about life through sport. And I think it gives us those powerful life lessons. And because I was able to have so much success in my my realm of speed skating in the Olympics, it opened up a realm of possibilities and, and opportunities for me that I didn't even know would exist. So that's that's kind of a little bit of my backstory. You know, I, mm-hmm. I played many different types of sports growing up. Daniel, um, you know, I did swimming, I did basketball, traditional American stick and ball sports, but short track speed skating was different and it was unique. And it was something that I really, you know, I really thought that it was, um, very, very special in, in ways because I'd never seen something yeah. like that before. So did you have a lot of you? You said that, and I, I agree. And I think a lot of us, um, uh, a lot of us athletes and within our special Olympics movement can agree that, um, sport can, um, Depending on what ability level you have, sport um, there's there's a lot of power to being involved in sports like we all in. But did you have a when you you, you said you participated in a lot of different sports? Um, but when you were growing up, did you have a lot of ability in speed skating? Because like because like you you went on to now looking back and getting eight um, gold gold eight eight medals. Eight medals total. Eight, yeah. eight, eight medals total in in speed skating in the Olympics. Did you have a lot of, um, did you have a lot of skill ability in that growing up be, be, before you started competing at the global Olympic level? It was. It, it took time. 
right? It's a time yeah. anything else. But my yeah. my rise through the kind of ranks was progressive, like like many others. But you know, when I first started skating, Daniel, I mean, I, I could barely make it around two laps without mm-hmm. falling down. It, it took me a long time to mm-hmm. understand the technique and training. But you know, I would competing. I was competing here domestically in the United States. I was competing against other athletes from Canada when we do these North American championships. And then finally, when I made my first team is when I got a first chance to go and compete internationally. That was different. That was really cool because I could see the different countries and cultures and diversity. And we would come together uh, in these World Cups or World Championships and we would race against each other. And it was a really special time. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, you, you you mentioned a little bit about your personal backstory now as we kind of transition into your professional backstory and becoming a, um, a an Olympic athlete. Tell us a little bit more about the the backstory. Kind of take 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 us back to the very early days of how you got started um, in in competing at the Olympic level and, and speed skating and some of the favorite sports. Because um, like a, as we just said, you you are an eight time Olympic. Uh, Medalist, you're the most um, decorated winter Olympian in U.S. history. Three-time Olympian, 21 world championship medals, including eight uh, eight golds and 12-time national champion. Um, I I know it, it, it was an incredible experience uh, when we we did the unified world bladen in Abu Dhabi. But I'm 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 excited to like when we hopefully um, we'll get to hang out again in Kazan, Russia, and then maybe you you can give myself and my mentor Chris some um, tips on. Um, speed um, hopefully we'll get to i don't yeah. know i don't know uh, i'll take you skating yeah let's do it yeah hopefully last time uh, i was on a roller this time yeah. i'll be on ice yeah 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 <laughs> that'll be awesome to uh yeah so maybe we'll have to because i think we we have relationship managers that um build our schedules but like maybe you can try to um mention to um the folks at um special uh, olympics that we can um try to put that on our schedules when we're there um that would be, be awesome. Um, I, um, I love that. And so um, t- uh, share with us a little bit about how you became an Olympic athlete and and a li- little bit about those, um, that very early days of. Yeah, so the, the early days were, were, they were based in Seattle. You know, I used to do roller skating for fun on the weekends. That's where we would hang out. Uh, that was the safe place for my dad to basically drop me off at. And then when I did see this sport of short track speed skating, it was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. It was unique. It was fast. It was exciting and dynamic. And so my first couple of races were just me trying to figure out what I was even actually doing. Eventually, as I found my way throughout the sport, I was getting the kind of attention of these coaches who had these training programs. And one of them was in Lake Placid, New York. Mm -hmm. This was in 1996, believe it or not, a long time ago. And so I was 14 years old and they saw that I had a tremendous amount of potential. And the coach who his name was Patrick Wetland told my father, he said, Mr. Ono, we see a lot of potential in your son. We think that he would benefit greatly from our training program. And we'd love to invite him to come be a part of the junior Olympic training program. And when I arrived um, after some fighting back and forth with my dad, because I didn't want to leave home because it was all the way on the other side of the country from Seattle, all the way to New York. Uh, eventually uh, my dad pushed me enough in a way that 
He said that this is going to be the greatest decision of your life. It's going to teach you so much more uh, beyond sport, not just about yeah. being your best, but beyond sport. And so I had a great coach there. And within one year, Daniel, this was what, re- this was what really cool was that I had gone from essentially being, call it unknown and and having no ranking to being number one in the U.S. at the age of 14. And so that was a huge uh, upset for a lot of these other athletes who had been training for 10, 15 years, sometimes 20 years. And here was I was this young kid who was 14 years old who could barely tie his skates, and I was out there beating some of these guys. So that's how my my career progressed. And it wasn't always just straight up. There was times when I had lost and I didn't get what I wanted and I didn't perform well. Then I had to go back to the drawing board and pick myself back up and and figure out how I can find more grit and resilience. Awesome. Well, you um, mentioned about how it taught you a a lot beyond sport. And that's a big part um, as well as part of my story as getting started in, uh, as a special uh, Olympics athlete and then going through the athlete leadership program to now um, being a Southern Tribal International, Global um, um, global Messenger, uh, and even like with podcasting at Special Chronicles, like what we're doing now, it's uh, there's a lot of skills that we de- develop because of the sports that we compete in that can take us beyond sport. So right. is, is there maybe like one one maybe skill or lesson that that you you can share with us that have really to taken from the 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 speed skating and from the sports to go beyond sport? Absolutely. So for those of you who are not familiar with short track speed skating, it is a wild and very volatile and unpredictable sport. You can be the most prepared the strongest, the fastest. And on that day, you can run the race four times and get four different winners. Mm -hmm. So the control of the outcome is not entirely something uh, that is feasible. Like we don't have control over whether we win or lose. We can put Mm -hmm. ourselves in the best possible position to give the greatest possible chance of winning the race or getting the result that we seek but the overall outcome is not entirely within our control because of so many variables and uncertainties of change that happen. And so there was a race in 2002, my first Olympic race, where I was about to win the race. I was like two seconds from the finish line, Daniel. It was, yeah. it was so crazy. I could, I could taste the gold medal. <laughs> you know, I, I could feel it. And I thought that I was going to win. And literally like this, uh, someone had fallen into the back of my leg and taken me down and I now fell down. And so all three or four athletes who were in the top four positions all fell down and I had to scramble and get up as fast as I can using my instinct and throw my skates across the finish line to try and win the silver. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I share that, that message with you is because in sport and in life, we prepare and we think and we want to get a specific result, just like what's happening right now with COVID-19. Yeah. You know, the beginning of this year in January, I'm sure you along with I, we had these big goals. We were focused. We were excited for the new decade, right? 2020 was supposed to be a great year. And all of a sudden, just like when I got taken out, boom, everyone's life changed. And so what I learned from that moment was I can't just stay down. I can't just allow that uncertainty to 
stop me from continuously keep getting back up time and time again. And so just like in the Olympics and just like right now, we have to get back up. We have to throw ourselves towards the finish line and we have to continuously keep adapting and reinventing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, but the human condition is very strong and it's very powerful. And the one thing that we do know is that we can survive mm-hmm. and we can thrive. And Absolutely. it first starts with, with the mind. So yeah. maintaining that positive attitude, maintaining that, that uh, optimistic view, and then knowing and understand that, hey, sometimes it's not going to be easy and that's okay, but I'm going to keep getting up. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep trying my best. That is the most important lesson that I can share. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've, um, I, um, beginning of this, of this year, I, I've, I've always gotten a silver medal at our summer games, our, our state championships. And I, 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 I got two gold medals at our regional, but, and I had a goal at this year at our summer games to get a gold medal in swimming. And I, because of, we, couldn't you know have that i so so yeah so yeah, yeah like like we have a, a lot of uh, uh we had a lot of goals but like yeah it, i think it, it will be good um for us to take take these lessons and kind of up, uh, not just apply to COVID 19 but even hopefully when those a vaccine and when we get back to a new normal then hopefully next year then we can um yep yeah. Um, so becoming a special Olympics um, global ambassador, um, once again, our guest is Apollo Ono, eight-time Olympic medalist and a special Olympics global ambassador. So tell us about how do I, uh, how and when did you get, get started in our special Olympics movement? Why did you enjoy working as a global ambassador and, and advice for, um, for other um, Olympic athletes, but all, and so, and celebrities on why they sh- they should become a global ambassador with in our movement at Special Olympics. Absolutely. So my journey into becoming a Special Olympics global ambassador began about ten years ago, and this was immediately after my first, uh, you know, sorry, my f- my final Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I wanted to stay connected to sport. I had a deep fondness and appreciation for Special Olympics and all of the values and the resources that it provides to all of the millions of athletes and people all across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time that I had stepped foot inside of a Games, it was it was powerful. And yeah. I thought that I would be lending my time and energy. And in reality, I made so many great friends. Um, I had learned so much. I was reminded of the purity of sport and also the incredible power and strength that this movement has to give to people all over the planet and to those who don't have the same resources perhaps that we have here in this country and to bring us together in a way that is very unifying and very, very connected. So, you know, I think in a world that is living in uncertainty that has uh, and is facing significant challenges the messages and the inspiration and the motivation and the strength that we learn from all of the athletes and the teams in the Special Olympics arena are more needed today than they ever were before. And so to all of my friends who 
are considered celebrities or other Olympic athletes. Uh, this is an organization that is, it's all about love and yeah. it's about helping other others. It's about bringing awareness. It's about, it's about unification, solidarity. It's about breaking down barriers and everything that we talk about, I think on a global scale, the special Olympics movement and the Shrivers and the ambassadorship from so many great people, uh, this is what it takes. And if we want to live in a world that is better, this is how you do it. And so I always advise a lot of my friends to, if they have the chance to come and do it live uh, at an actual Special Olympics, you you have to absolutely participate. Awesome, awesome. Those a uh, I should have tried to uh, figure out a way to put this on, on the screen, um, but um, there was a quote that you mentioned about love and that uh, us special Olympics athlete, that this message, um, and actually when I became an international global mission show, I gave a two-minute speech at the headquarters in Washington, D.C., to the staff there um, about that, that whole idea, uh, that, that whole message of love, and it's needed now more, more than ever. And so I'll try to show you and our viewers on the screen. Um, and I will, um, I can send this to you later afterwards, but, um, yeah, send to me. um, it's, um, it's, um, uh, hate can be met by love. Us athletes show love when we are met with hate. That's exactly the way I've always been. No matter what, when people have said bad stuff about me and my friends, I smile and I listen and I stay happy and joyful when interacting with them. That's what I've always shown. And so that, particularly that first line, I mean, that whole quote that I said, I think can relate to what, what you said, but do you want to comment on, on that and in, in, uh, on that quote? Well, I, I love that quote. I think first and foremost, uh, Daniel, you know, it, it, it's easy sometimes to react. It's more mm-hmm. challenging to respond. And, you know, sometimes when, when something happens to you and it makes you angry and you get upset, that's okay. But I think when you think about the long-term goal of what are you trying to accomplish, it may change the way that you respond. And when you respond with a different type of energy, I just believe over time, you know, that good karma will build up and the world needs more of that. And when we meet each other where they are at, at their, in their lives and with empathy and with gratitude, I think that we can see a different view of what that actually is. And so, you know, nothing in this life is, is really guaranteed. Um, and uh, I think we have to be appreciative of all of our uh, personal situations. And sometimes it's difficult for us to imagine why a person is acting or reacting in the way that they are. What, what are the shoes that they're putting on every day? What is the position that they're in? What type of, um, you know, anger or, or whatever it is that they're dealing with? Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's always the best to be met, I think, with the same things that you talked about. So it's a great quote. Awesome. And um, before we take a short two-minute sponsor break, uh, we'll get into uh, briefly about um, the, so recently the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee announces the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame class of 2019. And uh, hopefully it's not too late to, to, to it's, well, a little bit delayed in, uh, in, in some, in some of this news, but, um, so, and, and, uh, and this was on teamusa.org that, that you were inducted in, into this. So t- tell us, um, 
um, when did this in, induction happen? And to, to take us back to when you first learned about um, when you first learned about the, uh, the announcement, and what does this mean to you? And how does this motivate your work today? Well, I, I mean, it was an honor for me to be inducted into the Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame. Um, you know, in Colorado Springs, I was actually in the middle of taking this leadership program at the University of Pennsylvania at the Wharton School of Business and had received this news. And it was it, it was wonderful. So you know, everything, you know, Daniel, that I've received in terms of accolades and 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 inductions of these Hall of Fames, these are I'm just grateful for them, that people have considered me to do something that was extraordinary in the sport. So. I'm grateful. I mean, I don't know what else to yeah. say. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, one thing our guest uh, on the Special Chronicles show on specialchronicles.com is Apollo Ono, eight-time Olympic m- medalist and Special Olympics Global Ambassador. Um, we're going to go into take a short, uh, short uh, sponsor break to mention one of our sponsors, and we'll, we'll be right back right here on specialchronicles.com. So don't don't hit pause. Um, oh, don't don't hit stop. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be back in just. In uh, two minutes from now, why you on SpecialChronicles.com. Hi, my name is Lisa Noble, and I'm a Combat Energy Force Ambassador and an athlete with Special Olympics Illinois. Hi, my name is Daniel Spukowski, and I also am a Combat Energy Force Ambassador and founder of a company called Special Chronicles. The Combat Energy Force program is a program that hires people with disabilities to teach the public how to save energy and money. It's the country's first energy efficiency program of its kind. Saving energy is especially important while everyone is at home due to COVID-19. We're using more electricity than ever before. Just think about how many more times you are opening the refrigerator door these days. And while the economy is stressed, it's more critical than ever to save money where we can. Following these tips can save energy and money in this time of COVID-19. Wash your clothes in cold water and use the dryer sparingly. Your dryer can take up to seven times more energy than the washroom. Turn off and unplug any electrical devices or power strips you are not using. Electrical devices can continue to zap power even when turned off if they're still plugged in. We call them vampire devices. Use LED bulbs. They use 25% less energy than incandescent bulbs and last up to 25 times longer, saving you lots of money over time. Keep your refrigerator between 35 and 38 degrees. And be sure to use energy style appliances. And last but not least, check out comment.com slash home savings for more tips and rebates. Lisa and I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. Remember, we are all in this together. Stay healthy. And stay safe. Bye. A quick a quick programming note. You can learn more at specialchronicles.com slash comed, specialchronicles.com slash comed, 
and learn more about how Comrade is powering lives and really is powering us to keep not only the, the lights on, but all this plugged in so you can hear us. Um, it's thanks to Comrade. Uh, and you are listening to the, spe- the Special Chronicles show. Our guest is Apollo Ono as we're on the road to Kazan, Russia in January 20, tw- 2022. Uh, and, that w- and that is what we'll, we'll be previewing right now in, the, in this next third segment of the uh, program today. Uh, previewing our upcoming Special Olympics World Winter Games uh, in Kazan, Russia, which... Um, uh, uh, Paula, for you and all of our listeners to know, so my 33rd birthday is January 14th. So I think oh, nice. the week of these games is the week after. So my mentor said we're going to be celebrating, and maybe we'll have to try to see if we can invite you to that uh, 33rd birthday celebration when we're in. I would, I would be honored to celebrate your 33rd. That's exciting. Awesome. So, um, so with that, um, what, uh, a, I'm going to show a quick audio clip of this was on Instagram of, um, I don't know who. Invite uh, everyone. I don't know who in Instagram, but somebody. Uh, it, it, but this is the president of Special Olympics Russia and our chairman, Tim Shrivel, uh, making just a brief announcement. Oh, it would help me to make sure the volume's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We invite everyone to join us in 2022 in Kazan. Welcome. Welcome to Russia. invite everyone oh. to join okay. us um, that's cool so yeah that's cool. so let's let's talk a little bit about this and um as as we i'm gonna i've got some talking points that they uh that special olympics sent to me um so as i try to pull that up why don't you um up, apollo um tell us a little bit about your thoughts on our upcoming uh special olympics world winter games coming to kazan russia in january 23 uh, too. So tell us a little bit about when you first found out about this uh, announcement. And um, well, yes. Yeah. So, so this announcement was actually semi-recent to me. Uh, my good friend, Aditra Allen, she had yeah. reached out and we were kind of going back and forth on email, just trying to discuss, you know, what was going to happen with these upcoming games. And um, look, I, I think, uh, I think all of these countries all over the world, whenever there's an opportunity to host a, event like the special Olympics world games uh, and the world winter games. Um, I get, I get excited, right. And I get excited because I love the winter games. I love cold number one, which is kind of strange. Most people don't like the cold, but I love the cold. And I just think it's a wonderful opportunity to showcase not only the cultures, the people, but also talk about the things that are the most important uh, from the food to the diversity to the inclusive nature that these games are. And the fact that we want to 
set aside differences, to set aside the things that maybe make us so different. And for a period of time, we all compete. We all come and play on one patch of soil. And that, to me, is what inclusion is really all about, is it doesn't matter your skill level. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Um, This is all about celebrating uh, sport and life and people in a place where it's really needed and we need that more than ever. So I personally am, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, I'm, I'm more into summer sports, but, um, I'm, I'm also excited for these world, um, uh, for these world winter games. I'll and, bring you over and, to this so, side. Yeah. I'll yeah, bring you over yeah. to this side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and with that, with the, Unified um, speed skate. Oh, maybe, maybe not speed skating. <laughs> maybe just unified skating lesson. Um, you'll you'll bring me over to the um, winter side. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and we want to remind our listeners, and I, I'm I'm reading directly from the talking points that I was given for the announcement of Kazan. Um, so you know this is all the correct information. Um, that it will be held the uh, um, January 22nd to the 28th, 2022. Um, one year later than was originally planned. Um, and uh, the um, Kazan was uh, selected as the host city for these World Winter Games 2022. Um, based on a comprehensive bid proposal and significant support from Russia, federal, regional, and local authorities. And um, I don't know if you knew this, Apollo, but um, there. So, uh, Special Olympics uh, Russia's vision to create inclusion for people with intellectual disabilities throughout the country and region and the world. In the world, and they they want to use these games to really get more yeah, athletes and families involved. Um, and, uh, they've, uh, Kazan is, is also, um, Kazan Russia also hosted the, a couple other big global events in the past. And I'm blanking on what those, whoa, um, I think it was, there was a, I want to say a soccer event, I don't know if you remember, but there was a couple other big global events. Uh, I think like some some big college event and another event. Um, I think it might have been the the World Cup. Maybe they had hosted, so they so they have the experience of hosting global events. That's great to hear. But um, Love it. so what what are you most look, looking forward to these games and? Um, yeah, what are you most looking forward to these games? It's a good question. Speed skating, obviously, number one. <laughs> uh, and then number two, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time in that part of Russia. I've never actually even been there. So uh, I, I'm really curious to see. You know, I, I know that they've got a lot of athletes there and they've hosted, like you said, big events. And it's going to be interesting to see the differences in the way that a place like Abu Dhabi hosted, yeah. uh, which is going to be, I'm sure, very different than how Russia will host this. Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting time. Daniel. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a great experience regardless. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a, a quick question from our fellow uh, SSIGM, uh, Hannah. You know um, Hannah as well from um, Colorado. Um, she asked, what site would you like to see in Kazan, Russia? Oh, 
Uh, I don't even know because I I, I I don't know yeah. what sites I should be seeing. So maybe all three of us well, should go. We should make a little trip. We should do we like should. a. Why don't we do like a Daniel and Apollo and Hannah mm-hmm. on the road where we just go? We, we should. Record, we we have food. We yeah. check out some of the sites. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Like like and we'll we'll make it a, a little vlog. I like it. Yeah. yeah we'll do a vlog. I like yeah, it. We'll do a, a vlog. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let's bring like one of those selfie things. You yeah. Know, so like yeah awesome and then and then you could put it on your social media we'll put it on special chronicles and i'm, yeah. I'm in awesome I'm in. awesome so let's try to add that to our schedule for oh. <laughs> kazan um and then um hannah also asking are you still doing break dancing <laughs> i'm and, not i'm not the only break dancing i'm doing right now is if i broke a hip trying to do the break dancing <laughs> so, um, so i haven't yeah. i haven't done that in a long time now. awesome so yeah it's all yeah it's, she's, it's got all, such, she's got such a good memory yeah awesome. and then um uh, uh one other question from hannah says um how would you like to um what are you going to do to prepare for kazan russia well, I think what I always do before I go on a trip is I want to know who's going to be there. And I want to know, try to recognize people by their first names. Uh, and I'm excited. And hopefully, hopefully this will be a time when we don't have to do social distancing and we don't have to. Yeah. But who knows? And if yeah. that's the case, we'll adapt and it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but I'd love to be able to just go there and, and just give people hugs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully this will be a big celebration for us to um, kind of look at the global pandemic yes. in the past and then as we look to the future. And I, I'm sure this this will probably be one of the first global events um, after the global pandemic. So I'm sure there might be some new stuff, but we'll see. Um, and so, um, we'll, um, we, um, we'll, we, we're going to, we're going to take in just a minute. We're going to take one more break and then we'll get to the final thoughts, questions at the end. Um, but, um, what do you, um, um, for the second time, I'm going to combine these two questions in one. So can you share with us advice for our, for our special Olympics athletes as they prepare for this, to compete in this global event? And, um, so I would say prepare your mind as well as your body <clears throat> uh, to remember to always have fun and to also recognize that sometimes it's not going to be easy and you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, but the consistency of work is really important. So putting in the time, putting in the work, being consistent with it and where your intention is every day that you step out onto some training field um, just remember that that's an incredible opportunity for you and to have gratitude for that opportunity. So Awesome. One of our guests is Apollo Ono, eight-time Olympic medalist and special Olympics global ambassador. Uh, we're going to take a short two-minute break uh, for our sponsors as well as here at PSA for the Inclusion Revolution. And we'll, when we come back, we'll get to how Apollo is living the quarantine life during a global pandemic. And final thoughts is all coming up right after the break right here on SpecialChronicles.com. This episode is brought to you by the Comrade Energy Force ambassador program the energy force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities come out as polling lives and where really is polling us here at special chronicles alone more at special chronicles.com slash comrade that's special chronicles.com slash comrade we thank comrade for the general support 
of Special Chronicles. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. Please support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. And you can also text give to 833-953-2598. Text give to 833-953-2598. Uh, or just go online to specialchronicles.com slash give and help us reach our $12,000 goal by November 2020 uh, to help us continue producing the podcast here on specialchronicles.com. We're not just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters. In a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. 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 Our demands are equality, 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 dignity, 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 and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever, and coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. You are listening to the Special Chronicles show right here on SpecialChronicles.com. Augusta is Apollo Ono, eight-time Olympic medalist and Special Olympics Global Ambassador. Uh, welcome back, Apollo. Thanks. And so there's a song by this Christian artist named Matthew West, and he wrote a song called Quarantine Life. And I just interviewed him a few weeks ago at the actually the first week of this month. So we'll, 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 we'll begin with a um, Grammy nominee, uh, uh, a single songwriter, uh, and we'll end in with you. So August is kind of a busy month for us. It's a good month. Good month. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, to talk to us a little bit about how are you living the quarantine life during COVID-19 global pandemic? Well, it was a big, a big challenge in the beginning. <clears throat> Lots of uncertainty. <clears throat> I think we've got more certainty now, and I think a lot of us have adapted. So, you know, I, I luckily for me, I've been able to work a lot from home. I've been doing a lot of writing, but I'm honest, man. This is this has not been easy. This has yeah. been really challenging, and it's yeah. been a huge change in the way that we interact. As you know, Daniel, I do a lot of speaking. And so I get a lot of my interactions and energy from being alive with people. And when I'm speaking to corporate or I'm speaking to a large audience, I love that human to human in-person interaction. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been able to have that. So I it's know. been tough, but yeah. it's forced me to think about ways in which I can adapt, I can pivot and I can reinvent myself. So yeah. that's been a good part of this. Yeah, I know. I, I just got, I was supposed to travel to Minnesota last month to, to speak to some beginning Global Messengers, and I had to speak um, just last week on Zoom, and I, I definitely agree agree with you. Um, s- um, speaking on Zoom and speaking virtually is not the same. I mean, as a public speaker, it, it's a lot better to speak in person. I mean, like that person-to-person human connection in person is a lot better than this virtual public speaking that we have to do now. Absolutely. So uh, as an athlete yourself during the uh, um, coronavirus, how would you recommend that athletes stay focused and stay in the best possible shape to be ready for competition? I know um, Special Olympics launched early, but they they launched the School of Strength um, program in partnership with the WWE. um, But we also have the Fit5 program. So we now have two kind of um, at-home fitness programs, School of Strength, uh, and fit and fit five, um, but uh, 
share, share with us as an athlete yourself, how would you recommend that athletes stay focused and stay in shape? The best possible shape to be ready for um, when we return to um, Yeah, so <clears throat> I think making sure that you're eating healthy, making sure that you're eating balanced. And remember, it's all about consistency. So your daily efforts compounded and added up over the course of one day, two days, seven days, one month, seven months, one year, that can be a lot if you're doing it well over a long period of time. So consistency is everything. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, um, how would you be approaching, how are you approaching getting ready for competitions? I, I know you're not, uh, you're not actively competing as a speed skater and in the Olympics currently, but I'm sure you, you are still, uh, even if it's, if it's just with your family and, and friends, you all, um, getting ready for, um, competitions but how are you yeah so i i'm very i'm about routine so i like to you know prepare myself my mind and my body every morning and every evening if i feel like i'm off the rails or i'm not focused or i'm not being productive i have to reel it back in and i have to reassess where i'm at so you know for me i do a lot of just sitting and closing my eyes and just focusing on my breathing even for for one minute or five minutes or ten minutes that seems to help center myself a lot. And then I use these little, these little sticky post-it notes um, <laughs> and I'll show you. So yeah. like this is in front. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so this is one of my favorites. It says, um, don't think you are, know you are. Right. And uh, this is right here on my computer um, that I've got set up. And it's just a reminder of, you know, don't think you are, but like, know you are, feel it, know that you're making progress, know that you have gratitude, know that you can always improve and, and know your purpose, know what you want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and, um, quick kind of side question here. Um, you mentioned your dad was a big supporter in you going up and I'm sure he's still a big supporter today. And we had chance, um, to, um, your dad joined us for lunch at that Coca-Cola luncheon yeah. that we were in our Dhabi, uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, I, I, that was awesome. I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, um, is, is, is currently slash was your dad big into competition and sports? Uh, or is, is like, does your dad have any connection with, um, this big global national regional. No, he, he didn't. But, you know, my, my father loves coming to the Special Olympics events. I mean, we had so yeah. much fun and it was just, it was amazing in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So, but my yeah. dad was, you know, he, he was always athletic and he's always fit and he watches what he eats and he's always very healthy, but he was never like, he never did athletics full time. So I was the first of the family. You know? <laughs> awesome. Well, um, what uh, what what are you currently doing and most excited most excited projects? I'm at as, some of these final questions are, are coming from Chris, but then some of them are coming from my mom. So I think the the previous questions came from Chris <laughs> Winston. It was texting me, and then my mom also um, said, uh, "So uh, said, uh, can, can you ask him th- these questions?" And so, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so 
what are you what what are you currently doing and most excited like what what are the current projects you, you mentioned that you write in um are you writing a book or what what are you what I'm writing projects a book. are you excited yeah so, <laughs> How did I so get here's to- my project so i'm writing a book i'm writing a book right now the book is called hard pivot it's about the transition of when you know we were athletes or when you were doing something for a long period of time and then now you're doing something totally different and so your identity that challenge of doing one thing for so long and then going out into the world and doing something else, there's a lot of kind of pain and struggle associated. So I I speak openly about that. And I just believe that in life, like speed skating, we have to do multiple hard pivots. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I speak about that. So that's what I'm writing about right now. I'm creating a digital program uh, to help a lot of corporate America just discover and unlock their own potential. And that's kind of my life mission now is, you know, I've been able and blessed enough to be able to travel all over the world. And the one thing that makes me the most happy is helping people recognize their own strength, their own power, their own belief system, and unlock that what I call the gold medal mindset. Awesome. So, we'll, um, I do you know when the about when the book is? And we'll, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I, the book I'm will also, be next year. Next year, so we'll have to have you back on. When um when when the book is released, um, as a part of your um, book tool, um, and maybe we can even do it in person if uh, we can um, make make that happen. But I'm I'm also in the process of co-authoring a book right now. Cool. Uh, it's the the theme is full circle inclusion, so like we have the right ability to make our dreams come true. So I'm in the um my goal is the end of 2020, but it might not be till next year. So, um, but yeah. Um, so, uh, so we'll put a link in the show notes, um, uh, to the first interview that we did on the Abu Dhabi daily show that people can watch. And, uh, I, I thought it was on YouTube, but apparently it's only on special Olympics. So, okay. um, we'll, we'll put a link to where people can, can, can watch that. Um, but, um, as you saw the Google doc show notes, uh, I put a whole bunch of other links, but, and you can, if there's any other links you, you want me to put in the show notes on special mm-hmm. for our listeners. But, uh, share with us, and we'll, we'll include a link to that page for the um, Olympic and Paralympic uh, Hall of Fame, but um, as well as your bio that's on, um, we both have bio pages on specialolympics.org, so we'll put a link to your bio on there, um, as well as your paulono.com and your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but uh, sh- share with us, because um, we have, people might not be, not might not be watching the video, they might be listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, specialchronicles.com. So for those audio podcast listeners, uh, share with us how they can get connected with you. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, at Apollo Ono, on Twitter, at Apollo Ono, on Facebook. I have a fan page and my personal page. Uh, And you can go to my website if you want to see and feel what I'm doing um, uh, on a weekly and monthly basis, and that's ApolloOno.com. Awesome. So we'll put, um, I, I, I put that up on the screen right now for people uh, at Apollo Ono and ApolloOno.com. And uh, when you have your, your book come out, is what's the best place to be to, to let people know about? I think eventually you'll be able to buy it directly from my site. So it'll just bounce over to either Amazon or directly to one of our publishers. So, so and <clears throat> do, you, do you have a newsletter that people can subscribe to? Or? We will. We're working on it. Okay. Awesome. We will. So, um, but in the meantime, people can just follow you on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to. Yep. That's the right? best way to get in touch with me. Awesome. So uh, at Apollo Ono, uh, that's A P O L O 
O-H-N-O. And we'll put links to that in the show notes on specialchronicles.com for all listeners. And just to let um, people know, they can uh, get in touch with Special Chronicles. You can do that at specialchronicles.com to get uh, connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, and, and all of our social media is on there. So instead of mentioning all the social media handles, I'm just going to point people just to go to specialchronicles.com and all of the social media is at the top of the site. So I, I think that's probably better. Don't you agree? It's better just to mention. Yeah, just absolutely. go to the website and you, you can find all the social media on specialchronicles.com. And uh, my social media, if you are curious, is at uh, it's, uh, it's at Pyman Dan. So there we go. Um, finally, as we come to our, our close and final thoughts, can you share with all uh, our listeners uh, uh, advice to encourage uh, to encourage our listeners both our main, in the mainstream community, but also within our Special Olympics movement and everyone across the globe on um, on advice on and and kind of maybe t- tie in tie into that advice on what inclusion means to to you. Sure. Uh, inclusion means to me that it's got no barriers. It sees no colors, no political or religious um, barriers. It, it's about everybody. Um, there's only one human race, and that's uh, the human race. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of us here, we hopefully the silver lining in this COVID-19 pandemic is that we all come together better. And awesome. we recognize what's really important how important sport and life intertwined and how can we support and celebrate each other. And so inclusiveness is an inclusion to me is um, bringing everyone together. Awesome. And before we get to the final thoughts, quick kind of side note before we get to the final, final thoughts and a little outro message at the end. Um, uh, we mentioned this on, on the Abu Dhabi Daily Show, so we'll mention it briefly now. But you, sh- one of the questions I asked you, if you remember on the Abu Dhabi Daily Show, which try saying that 10 times fast. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't come up with the, the name of that show, but um, <laughs> you, you showed us the health wing that, that you have. Um, so can you, sh- I, 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 can, can you share with our listeners? Oh, a, yeah, a, a my, uh, about- my aura ring. Are you yeah. talking about this thing? Yep. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. some friends of mine... Um, you know, full disclosure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a participant in this company. Um, but this ring is really cool. It, you know, it, it basically monitors your heart rate, your light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, your latency, meaning how fast you fall asleep, how long you stay to sleep, um, the temperature in your body. It's really, really cool kind of health measurement and device. Uh, I am not the best natural sleeper. So by me monitoring my sleep, it really helps me fine tune the best way for me to get the best sleep. So I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, the uh, can you share now any final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicles? Yeah, show? It's, it's great. I mean, look, I, I'm happy to see you again. And, you know, I know that we've been trying to schedule this for a while. Yeah. And hopefully we can hang together when we go to, to Russia. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get everybody together. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And my my great, actually, maybe, yeah, my great-grandfather or some, like, just in World War II that are from Russia. So, um, yeah, so that, that's neat. And looking forward to 
not, not only celebrating my 33rd birthday in Russia, but uh, all the other adventures that we're going to have. Can't wait. Um, so, uh, so uh, thanks again uh, to our guest on the Special Chronicle Show. It's been an eight-time Olympic medalist and Special Olympics Global Ambassador, Apollo Ono. Thank you again, uh, uh, Apollo, uh, Apollo and, and, and looking forward to having you on the show again next year to talk about your new book. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dan. So in, in, until then, uh, and, and folks, um, stick around for a little video message at the end of the program. So in, in, until then, um, remember, choose to include. Until next week, remember, choose to include. Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Okay, I'm just going to leave everything recorded. And uh, so, did you pull up that video message? I'm ready, man. Whenever okay. you're ready. All right. Let me just, uh, for the sake of, uh, let me get, get rid of this comments, this panel, um, and let me just get rid of for so they can edit that, that out. Let me. I'm just gonna get rid of this live show. <laughs> that won't look good. Um, actually, it might be better if we just do you full screen. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's because like they don't need to see me on this, so I'm just gonna. Yeah, that's better because that way there's there's no Brandon. Okay, um, I'm gonna give you a countdown and sure. we'll. So three, I'm I'm gonna say three, two, one, and then. Sure, uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, an Apollo video message for Special Olympics Illinois 2020 virtual gala. In three, two, one. Hey everybody, this is Apollo Ono, and I wanted to thank you for being a part of the Special Olympics Illinois Inspire Greatness Gala, which is held virtually this year. It's been a wild time lately, and the athletes of the Special Olympics are training to get ready for the opportunity to compete again, and they cannot do it without the funding that you are providing tonight. So again, thank you so much for supporting our athletes, and enjoy the evening. Hello. And scene. So uh, <laughs> cool. I'm going to let them edit that out. So I'm, let me go in and just uh, stop the audio.